What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you listening right now who easily fall in probably any one of these no, uh, these awesome categories. You're probably an out-of-the-box thinker. You're um, you know outside the status quo. You want to do it your own way. You're misunderstood. I don't care if you're a CEO, an entrepreneur, a uh, an artist, a producer, uh, a healer, uh, you know, meditative person. Everybody that's just kind of out of that complex societal, follow the mainstream, you know, go with that kind of a narrative person. Um, all of you guys are, you know, wanting to carve out your own path, carve out your own life, figure it out. Um, and if you don't, maybe you're slightly inspired or thinking about doing it. Either way, maybe you just looked at it in general as like weird for thinking other than following the, you know, the same things that have always been taught to us. Right. And so you're very much welcome here. I get you, as I would say, my guests get you each week when I bring on guests. Um, they very much have had to do the work and figure it out and figure out, you know, what what did they want to make for themselves and how do they want to figure it out? And, um, you know, what was the kind of work involved? And it didn't matter whether some of these people are in their first venture, their fifth venture, their 50th venture. Um, you know, it doesn't matter where they're at because I would say that, um, you know, end success is usually glorified by media, but it's not, it, it's arbitrary. Your success is doing this journey and being present along the way and, um, you know, and, and enjoying the components that make your life your life. Because end success to me, if you're looking at an end success, you're looking at the end of the road. <laughs> and I don't believe that, you know, you're just playing for death in this lifetime. I think we're much more than that. Um, and I just also think that a lot of times people are stuck on these arbitrary numbers that have to make you look successful. The only thing that makes you successful is you being um, true to yourself and on your path and molding and shaping and carving your path. Right. And I had to kind of do that little bit of rant because I know that we're in a very interesting year where a lot of changes are happening. We were just talking about this before the show. Um, but we're going to dive into it here momentarily for all my newer followers and subscribers. I really appreciate you guys. I'm Matt Gottesman. It's nice to meet you guys. Thank you for being here and thank you for being you know, a part of this community. Um, and I really do appreciate all the ratings and all the reviews and everybody reaching out the way that you guys have. And uh, I've got another really great show. Oh, and first, first and foremost, for any of the newer people, you can find me at Matt Gottesman on uh, Instagram at HDF Magazine. If you want, you know, creativity, culture, and entrepreneurship, or at Hustle Sold Separately, I answer each and every one of my DMs and texts and all that stuff the best I can. So um, we've got a great episode today. We're gonna go, we're gonna go all in on a few topics that. Um, I know you guys are really going to um, <laughs> uh, gravitate towards because we're going to be talking about understanding the timing of all things, because I'm sure a lot of you might be wondering, like, why me? Why the fuck is this happening? Why now? How is this even possible? I don't even get it. When is this going to happen? You know, you may be feeling any number of frustrations or maybe you've seen some miraculous things happen in a moment's notice. Why does the timing of things happen the way that they do? So we're going to talk on that on one side of things with that. But also how we show up with ourselves is a direct correlation to how we're going to show up in business or anything that we create that is a value to ourselves. 
And um, you guys hear me talk about this all the time, that bridging the gap between the spiritual and the business is a very big deal. Because again, what we know, understand about ourselves is how we will directly um, impact our business or how we will relate to other people, what we will and won't allow, where will our boundaries be, um, you know, what is right for us, doing what's right for us and not just taking what's wrong for us because we're, we're worried and in an fear state or anything, any other number of things that happen when we don't either heal or have a better uh, relationship with ourselves. So we're gonna be talking about all of that uh, with a very special guest, Jen Stone. She's an accredited Feng Shui master and Bozzi specialist. She's gonna talk to us about what Bozzi is because it's a, it's an amazing, uh, uh, like four pillars of destiny. I'll let her explain it because I would never do that to her, but just to give you a quick background on her, a native of Hong Kong, and uh, she founded uh, Feng Shui by Jen and uh, providing comprehensive classical Feng Shui consulting services for homes and businesses. And it, uh, she's also including uh, individualized Bazi, which is a four pillars of destiny. And she's going to talk a bit more about that. I've got a little bit of information, but I want her to, to do it justice because it's amazing. And I am going to do uh, try some of that with her here soon. Um, and uh, as well as readings and auspicious date selection. Um, she's primarily based in Scottsdale and also represents the prestigious Raymond Lowe School of Feng Shui and Destiny from Hong Kong. She studied with many teachers in the past. The most significant and influential teacher was when she trained with world-renowned Feng Shui and Bazi teacher, researcher, and lecturer Grandmaster Raymond Lowe at the Raymond Lowe School of Feng Shui and Destiny in Hong Kong. Her training included traveling with Grandmaster Lowe to Singapore, Dubai, Istanbul, Shanghai, and Tokyo, and he continues to mentor Jen in all areas of Chinese metaphysics including classical feng shui, bazi, I Ching, divination uh, today. And she teaches Grandmaster Raymond Lowe's programs, five-day feng shui practitioners training program, five-day bazi, four pillars of destiny training program, and I Ching divination training program in the U.S. and overseas. This woman is very busy, so having her here is amazing. Uh, and over the last few years, she's devoted a tremendous amount of time and resources to establish a solid and reputable feng shui practice in the U.S. Um, She's tirelessly mastered her skills in three important subject areas, as I mentioned, uh, Chinese metaphysics, feng shui, and bazi. And uh, it doesn't, her, her dedication does not only extend to perfecting the craft, but also faithfully sharing and promoting the authenticity and beauty of these subjects in the West, a feat that is often met with obstacles and skepticism. As you guys know, like there's a lot to learn from Eastern tradition, Eastern values, Eastern medicine, Eastern metaphysics, Eastern approaches. And sometimes we're a little too uh skeptic <laughs> in the west and we need to slow down and see what's really happening in the present in 2014 she did publish a debut her debut book the first guidebook for feng shui enthusiasts so you guys can go check that out on amazon and uh it's a great handy book for beginners and enthusiasts and the forward was written by her grandmaster raymond Lowe, and it's tr also translated in french i appreciate you for being here i know that's a long bio but you have had an incredible life like there's a lot of stuff and i know you're going to bring the the English version to, yes. you know, some of these practices, but every, I mean, most people know feng shui mm -hmm. for the most part, but I would love for you to, to talk about the inherent qualities of it. A lot of people don't know about Bazi because I, I didn't either until you explained it to me. And then I also love how spiritually connected you are in relation to how that drives us professionally and where that affects us as well. So we got a lot of dive in, but I just want to say thank you for being here. 
Oh my goodness, Matt. You know, <laughs> it, it's like one thing to sit here and listen to all the stuff about you, right? right? And the interesting part is that there's a chunk missing there, which is how I got here. And you know, in my former life, I was actually a forensic auditor for 12 years in corporate America. And so it's just really interesting to reflect back on my life to think, you know, what were the major events that led me to this line of work? And, you know, a lot of the paradigm shifting, a lot of the preconditioning and self-limiting beliefs that came right. with that. And then, you know, the crossover and and to where I'm at now a decade later. So thank you so much for that intro. Absolutely. It's like, who take a sip of water. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, and the first question is the only question that's ever the same, which is like, yeah. I, I'd love for you to explain to the audience, like, how do we get here? Because you just mentioned, you know, the quote unquote former life, which I love because I know I, I don't really remember myself sometimes pre eight years ago i'm like let me think let me if i can tap back into that dude real quick you know what i mean uh but yeah. you know and then and then the transition and how we got to to here and why you chose the route you did yeah you know it's uh when i i i often go back to that person to my former life because i think it it is a great uh, pause and a reminder to why I'm doing what I'm doing today, right? And, you know, just a little bit of background. My family immigrated to the States when I was 13 years old. Um, I was explaining to you earlier, my father was Spanish, my mom was Filipina, but, you know, I grew up listening to, I went to Chinese school and I came here. And so it's a very interesting thing to witness sort of, I'm suddenly in this uh, position of bridging Eastern belief with our Western culture. Mm. There is definitely some magic and some wisdom that comes from these modalities that have been passed down to us for thousands and thousands of years. You know, but my parents really came from um, a place of a lot of fear, you know, operating in a place of lack. And so their whole motivation of moving here was that we need our daughter to be educated so that she can be successful and she can find a job that you know, she can have a stable career. And so I graduated high school at 16 and I went to college. I got an accounting degree. I was like, what the hell am I doing here? By the way, Matt gave me permission to cuss. So <laughs> potty mouth Jen. Yes. Um, you know, and and but all along, I knew that I wanted to do something different, but I was you know, sort of preconditioned into this thing where everything needed to be safe. Accounting was so freaking safe, you know, and you graduate from school, there's always going to be jobs for accountants. And, and I did that. And I was really, really good at what I did. Um, but looking back at my former life, and thinking about the skills and the experiences, the lessons and the hardships that came with working in a super white male dominated environment, are a lot of the things that I carry with me as an entrepreneur today, you know. And and when I uh, graduated high school, I wanted to be an FBI agent because I wanted to carry a gun, <laughs> and I was a nerd, and I wanted to work for the white collar crime division. And they said, "Listen, Jen, you're 16 years old. You have to be 23." So I went to that college path, and um, graduated college and was recruited by one of the top accounting firms, Pricewaterhouse Coopers. You know, again, when we're thinking about launching our business. Right. It's you that carry everything. You carry the energy. You don't fall back to a giant company logo that's been around for 100 years. Right. Their reputation has already been carved out. People are already familiar with what they do. Um, but I did. I worked for PricewaterhouseCoopers for a good 12 years. Mm -hmm. I specialized in different industries, including gaming. And um, 
you know, I'm like this little skinny Asian girl walking in the middle of the casino one day, you know, 10 years in, in the middle of the day, and I literally had an epiphany. Something stopped me in the middle of the casino floor. And I thought to myself, what the hell am I doing here? Like, is this, is this forever? Is this my life now? And as a forensic auditor, my job was really focusing on, um, you know, white collar crime stuff. So everything kind of comes full, full circle. So I was used to working with clients that didn't like to have me around. They lied to me. They would run away. And after a while, no matter how much thick skin that you develop, you're still a human being. You're still going to, it's still going to impact you somehow. And I just remember thinking to myself, I'm at a crossroad. And so if in my whole life, conditioned by my parents that this was the route that I needed to take, and I've worked so damn hard to get promoted and to be recognized, you know, based on the environment that I was working in, then what the hell am I supposed to do? Then who am I? Then what is it that I want? And, you know, when we piggyback off of Bazi, because I know my own Bazi chart, Bazi is your birth chart, okay, your destiny chart, it's your blueprint. I understood now like why it needed to happen in that moment mm. and why it didn't happen earlier or why it didn't happen later. It needed to happen in that exact moment. You know, in the West, we say a lot of cliche statements, you know, like yes. <laughs> divine <Wait>. synchronicity, right. <laughs> go with the flow. I'm yeah. like, what the hell does that mean? Like go with the flow, like pack up my shit and just go and move, you know, cross country or just stay put. And so... When we piggyback off of Bazi, Bazi essentially is just understanding your own blueprint. And I often describe that as, you know, back in the olden days when you go on a road trip, right, before GPS, you would bring a, a map with you. Mm -hmm. And the map would outline what is the fastest road? What is the scenic road? Where are the bumps and the detours? So each and every one of us, when we were born and we take our first breath, we capture the essence of the elements. Elements in Chinese is just another word for energy. Mm -hmm. And because we are members of nature, a lot of our own configuration in terms of how we emote, how we feel, what shows up in our body, our tendencies, our traits, our characteristics, these are just all energy. And, you know, when you understand your own blueprint, you understand like, why Mark Zuckerberg got so rich at 19? And why did it take Walt Disney, you know, in his 40s before he got successful? That's understanding your own blueprint that we're all, we all have our own timing. Mm. And when we fall in love, and when we start a family, when we make money, everything is all about timing. And so when I think about that, in the middle mm. of the casino floor, it took me two additional years before I, you know, jump ship, basically. And I jump ship wholeheartedly it was like i was saying goodbye to a six-figure job health insurance everything all the world all the things that i know to be true in my life to embark on a freaking journey that no people understood what the hell it mean like huh feng shui you sell furniture <laughs> uh, no <laughs> what no you know what i mean uh, and so it's um it's that's why i always look back at that former life yeah. you know especially when i'm having a tough time um, you know, with whatever, pivoting your business or mm -hmm. like with the crap. I remember like what prompted me to be here. Mm. Wow. You know, <laughs> you bring up such an, uh, a series of amazing points because everybody is taught the safe route 
And um, I feel like now more than ever, people are having their epiphanies, uh, hopefully earlier on, but they're like, wait a minute. And you're like, yes, <laughs> like some doesn't seem lined up like you should probably go in and look at that. You know, the other thing that I thought was really interesting is that and this is a very vital point about when you talk about Bazi and blueprint and timing of things. We live in a comparison society. So the irony is you are comparing. First of all, sometimes people are comparing to just shit that's made up and it's not even real online. I'm not even talking about that, but like people who like with the actual real success, like if you're comparing yourself to a Zuckerberg, but the sole path is very specifically blueprinted and designed for Zuckerberg. You, you, so you even trying to, and I don't even want to want to talk about Zuckerberg right now just for a lot of reasons, but like, but no, no, but I mean like, but people like, Yes. When we look at their successes or whoever it might be, um, just people can compare to them. And the problem there is that you're also creating a new level of resistance because you're comparing to a path that wasn't even designated for you. Absolutely. That's a par- That's a fucking big problem. <laughs> that's a very big problem for a lot of people because people don't realize, oh, I'm going to be the next so-and-so. Like, you can't. You cannot be the next so-and-so. You can be the next you, and that may either have the same or even more success, fine. But you're following somebody else's blueprint. It will mm-hmm. never, as long as you do that, there's going to be some resistance in some way. Yeah, and, and that's, that is so well yeah. said. And that's, that's also, you know, when we're talking about comparisons, uh, a lot of that really attaches to being authentically you, right? Mm-hmm. So we take today's environment as an example with COVID, you know, a lot of uh, what you see on TV and coaches and, you know, on Instagram Live or whatever, whatever, saying everybody's got to pivot their business. If you want to survive, you got to do this, you got to do that. And so we're all being essentially pushed or or herded into this box that yes. we have to operate in this way if you mm-hmm. want to survive. But I can tell you from my experience with working with thousands of people, and I've coached through a lot of business owners this year through the pandemic, is that actually there are a lot of people that are thriving that don't even necessarily need to hustle. Yeah. Because why? Because the energy of this year supports them anyway. Yep. And some people, I'm sorry, some people, this is the year to take a pause. Yep. This is a time to slow down. But if you do get sucked into that comparison, mm-hmm. you lose you lose yourself in that roadmap. You've completely derailed, you know? And so everything becomes much harder because you're working against the elements rather than being with the elements. And so that's how I define going with the flow. It's like, yeah, but what does that mean going with the flow? Is it a yang time? Yang time meaning push, taking advantage, taking risks, you know, making decisions, moving forward. And other times it's about the yin. It's about taking a step back and reflecting and pausing and, and slowing down. There's nothing wrong with that. Just like we all have to go to sleep so that we can wake up the next day and work. Well, guess what? Sometimes in life, sometimes in business, sometimes in relationships, and also sometimes in health, it will require you to slow down down but the problem is you know when we think back to the tying of the eastern and western mentality is that we are an incredibly masculine society where you know if you're not producing something then you must be lazy or you must be a loser like who are you you don't have the answer what what are you doing then with your time but there is so much magic and treasure in in the inward right 
And so when I talk about a lot about what 2020 energy is all about, this is actually the year of the rat, which is a water element. And water element in Chinese medicine is talking about fear, mm. anxiety, uncertainty, and transformation. And when we're talking about transformation is not glamorous. Transformation is ugly. Yes, it is. <laughs> Nasty, ugly, snotty, icky. And we are all basically, our destiny universally right now is calling for all of us to transform. And some people are transforming very gracefully. Mm-hmm. And some people are transforming in a really scary way. It's really bad. Yeah, it's, 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 it's rough. Some of it's, some of it's really graceful. You're right. I've yes. seen some people who are like, you know what? Uh, they're like thinking that they needed more time with family. They needed to rethink about how they, um, what they were going to do with their work. They need to think, rethink about their approach to business. They need to rethink about their, you know, their children. A lot of really great, graceful transformations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's everybody else. <laughs> no, I, I mean, in a, in a good way. I mean, listen, and, and here's what, here's what I wanted to ask you. Well, by the way, everybody listening, you guys are obviously a part of this tribe. It's a, it's a lot different for you guys too, because you're, I feel like everybody that listens to this is always working on themselves in some yeah. way or being understood. So, but, um, and I don't, I can't say what's bigger isn't big because media is only showing one aspect right now. Right. When, and we know how we feel about media. So, um, the timing of things, I think, is an interesting when we look at both the micro and the macro. At the micro, and you something you said earlier about like 2020 for a lot of people, you know, myself included, it's been a good year, like in terms of supporting with business and, and other things that have been happening. Um, but we've also, there was a lot of work behind the scenes, but way years, going back years before this year. So that's, you know, there's that. And I think there's the timing of the things in terms of the micro of like, you know, how how did that, did our individual blueprints all play out in this, what's happening at the macro level, which is, by the way, there's already going to be a much bigger shift for the world at large. And anybody that hadn't already started these types of things, their designated blueprints are now all coming in to being called in, in, in 2020. And however, you know, I, I, I firmly believe everything's going to be great at, yeah. at, in, in, within a few years, but, um, and nothing is overnight <laughs> and transformation takes a lot of unraveling of layers. Um, and usually um, the ones that fight it more, they'll get there. It's just that it's still, they have to get through the anger first and all the other things until they get to surrender, of course. But like, I feel like there's, so there's a lot of things happening at the micro and the macro level, and it's all happening at the same time. Absolutely. And, you know, energy is all interconnected. Yeah. And even when we are holed up in our bedroom, you know, in isolation by ourselves, we are still a part of something greater. And it's true. And, you know, in the work that I've been doing, especially this year with the pandemic, what I've noticed as a common thread is that the individual person that I'm working with, the ones that have really gone through previous trauma, hmm. whether that's a death or a bankruptcy or a, you know, a divorce, a, sickness, a loss, really anything yeah, that sort of becomes the prompt for them mm. to maybe open up their eyes and really um, look deeper at what does life mean to them. And so sort of that, that, um, 
you know, the wheel for transformation has already begun mm. for those people. And when you come into this energy field, which is similar, by the way, to 2008, and for some of us that remember what happened in 2008, there was also a lot of fear, a mm-hmm. lot of anxiety, a lot of people losing jobs. We were in a recession, right? A lot of it hit towards the end of the year going into 2009. Everything in Bazi is a cycle. It's just repetitive, just like the season. It's spring, summer, fall, winter, repeat, repeat, repeat. And so when you are self-aware and you investigate your past and i say that very carefully because there's a lot of people that said don't live in the past don't live in the past right but the past actually offers us so many lessons because you were in your body you were living in that experience and actually if you were to ask yourself how are you showing up in 2020 you just actually ask yourself what were you doing in 2008 Mm. What was going on in your life? What was the highs of 2008? What were the lows of 2008? If you can leverage that, you can essentially feel a little bit more empowered to proactively say, how can I mimic the high? Mm. Like, how can I bring forth that same high vibe energy for 2020? And if it was a difficult year, okay, if it was a challenging 2008, then you get to ask yourself, well, what am I going to need right now? What kind of support or rituals or practices do I need in my toolbox to help me navigate this energy maybe more gracefully? But yeah, I really do believe that people who are a little bit more awakened or, you know, have some kind of um, prompt already in their life that allows them to move through these emotions more awake, those are the people that are probably going through it more gracefully. Mm. Yeah, and I I feel like um, if we're looking at global population in a year like this it i i feel like there was a lot of people go some things are not lining up you know what i mean like and, and it's happening at a a massive level of i need i need to go do a little bit of research research into me and research into the world at large mm-hmm. i feel like th- th- that may be the subtle difference or drastic difference from 2008 where similar energies but um, there are certain things that seemed more hidden back then yeah. where we live in a very kind of um, emotionally, even more emotionally driven, um, technologically driven society. Well, emotion and technology are two very th- interesting things to bring together. Yes. <laughs> so they're very, you know, charging. Um, so I feel like, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting year to watch people go, some things are not right with me and some things are not right at large. Yeah, and I think that if you if you have those um, practices already in place, mm. you can often catch yourself before right. you like you know hit rock bottom. Right. And and I I use the analogy of like if you're going on a hike, right? You go on a hike and you're like, oh, I know this trail. I'm familiar with this trail, and I'm just going to go on this trail because I know where it leads me. So that's similar to like. Oh, I know I want to hit that status quo for my business. And that looks familiar. I have a plan. I have a vision. I have all those things, you know, accountability and milestones along the way. But once you start to coast, you start to let your guards down, Mm. right? And then you're like kind of not paying attention. And then energy in Bazi often will pinpoint where is that bump? Where is that detour? You trip. You freaking trip in your trail and you fell down the freaking mountain. Mm. Okay. And, And so when you fell down the mountain, it disorients you. 
And that could mean you got into a car accident or your relationship's not going well, or you get diagnosed with something or your business is in trouble. That is the falling down the mountain. Now, when you get back up, you're like, what the heck? Where was this trail? Where am I going now? You know, so that's why to me, Bazi is not quite like an astrology reading. It truly is. The most accurate definition to Bazi is a destiny reading. It's just a blueprint reading of yourself. And so when you know exactly when are the bumps and the detours coming up, you're, you're not going to just let your guard down. You're aware, you're awake, you're ready, you're prepared. prepared. Yep. And so I'm sorry, there's going to be times in life that's going to be hard. It's just life. But when you can shift your perspective because you feel empowered that you can do something about it, it's really not that bad. Yeah. And so when I have clients that come back to me and they, they, for example, if they knew that 2020 was going to be a tough year for them, they've actually come back to me and said, you know what, Johnny, it hasn't been too bad. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> congratulations, you right. were awake. Yeah. <laughs> They were aware and they were prepared. The pre- yes. preparation, um, you know, uh, is is everything, right? When uh, preparation meets opportunity. Yes. Right. Um, I I love that you brought that up, and it, it's interesting. I know what you mean too about as we do these practices. When tough, like for me, 2019 was my toughest year. So 2020 is. I, I mean, I get it. It's crazy, but like 2019. I mean, I, I had three major losses in terms of human lives with my father as well as like some other you know losses in in the in an external world you know whatever um so but it's interesting um i handled it differently than i did in the past and i was thinking when you were talking like yeah you know the more we grow within our knowing and understanding i get the phrase things don't get easier we just get better Absolutely. because we can kind of like it's not that bad well because we're also we know how to i mean that was rough but i was so like some some shifts happening i'm like these things can't all happen in tandem the way they are without it actually there's something bigger going it, it was it was i think it's interesting when things get so ludicrous that you go there's something bigger going on here that has nothing to do with me but everything to do with me at the same time and something massive is shifting already in its favor because there you can't tell me this many shifts and you're right, because I, for when I saw that many shifts, the last time I saw that many shifts were so many years ago. So it's interesting how cyclical things can be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know? if you think about spring, right? Spring is always spring. Right. Spring is when the birds come out, the leaves, you know, tree, life comes back, to, you know, to, right. to flourish. But you may notice that your spring experience 15 years ago was that you, did, you didn't even notice the trees. Mm. Right. <laughs> but then... You know, this time around, maybe you did, but it's still the same. Energy is still the same. Yeah. And so that's that's the tool. That's the tangibility of Buzzy is that it is a dynamic form of understanding how energy moves and how energy influences you. But that's why in the world of Chinese metaphysics, we actually believe in the Trinity. It's kind of like Catholicism. We have Trinity. But but the 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 power of three is really talking about heaven luck man luck and earth luck Mm. and heaven luck is talking about destiny it's the things you can't change like your who your parents are your birthday and the circumstances in which your 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 blueprint is fixed right man luck is talking about you you know so that's why there's still an element of mystery to life that you know what bill gates can be bill gates and there could be you know another two hundred thousand bill gates out there because they you know born on the same day but 
the choices and the circumstances and the practices that you put in is going to look different, yes. right? To show a different outcome. Man luck is talking about your ability to make a choice every single day, right? And then earth luck is talking about feng shui, is the energy of our environment. Like, why do we thrive in the East Coast versus why did we thrive in the West Coast, you know? So it's all interconnected. And yes. so when you want something in life, I want to get married or I want to have a baby or whatever it is, Chinese metaphysics realm don't look at it singularly. Yes. You know, it's does a timing for it is correct in Bazi. Man, are you doing everything that you can to manifest that? And is your environment supporting that? Exactly. When you were talking about the three, it's interesting how they really are all interconnected. When people might have heard, if anybody listening, when they hear like all the destiny, whether they like their parents or not, or some of the environments, you know, a lot of what I learned from the soul is that, yeah, but it shows it as its destiny, as its blueprint, because it's actually supposed to help what your soul is going to do, even if it looks rough in a physical world. It's actually still working for you, not to you. And so when I think people might hear like, oh, you know, well, that was just my destiny. Like, no, no, it doesn't mean give up. It means it's actually like, it's actually a a, a, a catalyst for what your soul is, it, it, your soul chose a lot of these different mm-hmm. things, right? The the path in a way, when it was blueprinting everything out to be like, oh, no, no. So you're going to conquer this thing. Hopefully that you're going to remember to conquer this thing when you're down there. And um, that'll actually then not only correct that as part of your soul's journey, but then also accelerate from your choices you make on a daily basis to the things that you know, you would also want for yourself. And you didn't just, I would think you didn't just put like these obstacles in your way and say, you're just only going to live a life of obstacles. And by the way, that's it. And, uh, you know, so just live obstacles until you die. And then that's it. No, it's like, here's the correlation between you can have the wealth and you can have the, the spouse and you can have the family and you can have all these things. Absolutely. Right. But the work is here are the blind spots and the obstacles and the mountains you must be willing to conquer in order to have these very things and guess what you're completely in control the whole time with your choices totally matt right? you are speaking buzzy <laughs> perfect good i'm all, i'm already i'm already a great student you're, yes you're <laughs> speaking buzzy because there's really to me i look at it almost as a three groups of people right you have one group of people that perhaps they resign to fate to say you know what i was born this way i'm poor i'm high, blah, blah, right. my dad's an Victim. alcoholic blah blah so you're like okay then you've just resigned yourself to fate right and then there's another group of people where they don't believe in luck mm. right and i think that's a majority of our western culture right. is where i don't believe in luck i create my own luck well you're half true you know that's half true truthful um but it becomes like what my teacher says, work hard or hustle hard, but don't work like a donkey. Mm. And there are times, mm. I mean, just reflect on this for a moment. Like when you wanted to do something or when you wanted to meet somebody, like how easeful were those? Right. Whereas like the right person showed up at the right time at the right freaking place. Mm-hmm. You know, and we say, oh, that's divine synchronicity. There's an easefulness to us. There's an organic flow to it. 
And that's destiny. And so if you are the kind of person that don't believe in luck, that there's some other cosmic force that's influencing your life, you're always going to be working so hard mm. because you're always working against the timing of it. Right. That's where all your self-judgment, your criticism, you know, your self-worth and all of the lack of authenticity, all of those things start to come to play. And then you have a group of people, the final group of people that understand that I move and dance somewhere in the middle yes. with my action and with nature. And so that's really the big part of what I do as a, you know, a feng shui consultant, a bazi consultant, and work with individuals that, you know, there's different purposes why they want to learn about bazi. Maybe it's just to understand themselves better mm -hmm. and say, why am I the way that I am? And what are the hidden gifts that I, I always knew that was there, but I never felt confident enough because maybe so-and-so told me I wasn't good enough. And they needed somebody that was objective to just kind of pull that out of them. Um, or you want to use it to understand your relationship dynamic, how to better support your children, how to better support your, your spouse, or to use it for business. When's mm -hmm. a great time for me to expand? Mm -hmm. You know, when is a good time to launch my business? You know, is this a good person to bring into my business partnership? All of those things, it's just energy. Mm. Everything we do is energy. It, it is. It really is. And when you were bringing up the, you know, the th and then there's the third group, you know, we're dancing in the middle. I have found that... Um, if I was being really honest, I mean, I, I believed in that, but it wasn't until probably the more recent years where I was like, let me honor the dance in the middle in terms of stop rushing. And you've already obviously been working at this for 20 years. So let's, let's just dial it back a second and take this next phase of no rushing, just really, um, I used to hate the cliche, um, enjoy the process <laughs> until I started realizing what that really meant. And it changed everything for me because I'm like, just, I, I never had a problem with the details that for sure. But I still was causing like, you know, um, uh, like a chase in some of the way. And it wasn't until I started being like, let's just do these things right. And everything in its time. Um, and let me think differently than I did before so my approach is different and that's when things started to change and ironically start growing even faster <laughs> than they ever did before because I'm like oh god I got it like because you're you're more in the the details versus the the forcing of the outcome if you will and so so even in being as spiritual as I am it wasn't until I started really like oh I see why the dance is so important of the details and you know and then you bring up you know everything is energy and 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 the business route is interesting. I, how, do a lot of people come to you for like, you know, a how how is how they are behaving in their personal interpersonal world affecting them in business? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that's a big part of what I preach and talk and coach through is you know, going back to what I said earlier, you know, when I first started I was working for PricewaterhouseCoopers behind that logo. And so a lot of my confidence mm. and a lot of my, you know, what I thought was, um, you know, of worth was really because of the logo that I got to carry. And so when you become an entrepreneur and you're starting from scratch, you're going into these meetings, you're trying to sell, you're trying to promote, you're talking about it, you want to bring in your brand. To prove. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, who, the, who, who is this person? Right. You know what I mean? And so if you haven't done the work in your personal life, mm -hmm. um, a lot of it will always trickle back into your business. 
And if you go home at night and you kind of think, gosh, you're not worthy of this. You know, you're not worthy of this beautiful house. You're not worthy of this relationship. You're not worthy of this good food. Then when you show up at work the next day, you know what? You're not worthy of that good client that's going to pay you a shit ton of money. You know, that's going to value your service, value your product or whatever. And so, you know, I think there is such great lesson to being an entrepreneur because that is when you are really it's almost like you're constantly standing in front of the mirror looking at yourself and it's so uncomfortable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you're like, I thought I got that down. I thought I know that part of me. Right. And then you're like, no, 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 wait a minute. Why am I attracting these clients that are, you know, maybe complaining or maybe not so appreciative or maybe they want discounts? You know, it's like, where is that coming from? And maybe that's just a reflection of how you show up in your in your own world. Mm hmm. Right? Self-worth, yeah. self-value. It was interesting, as you were talking, I, I immediately thought of um, the, uh, because when I started doing a lot of the inner work, I started asking a lot more questions. And the more questions I asked myself and the more I was able to find answers because I was genuinely curious, it did over time shift me into business because if I, knowing what I know now, if I had tried it then as a newer entrepreneur, because um, I, I was I was I was helping out a, a friend the other day and um, I was telling her about an approach for, um, you know, some businesses. And I, and I said, your goal is just to go in there and ask a lot of questions. And that's where the correlation I was like, it's interesting because we go in, we try to sell people. I'm not here to sell you at all. And I, I finally got to a point where I'm like, oh, I don't actually need to sell you at all. Um, what's going on? OK, this, this and this. How you spend your money? What's the return on that? What's this? What's that? Mm -hmm. Where are you seeing where are there gaps? Why is that happening? A genuine interest in them, the way I took an interest in myself all those years ago, over so many years, that now I'm asking these questions. They're like, huh, interesting. And I was like, have you thought about doing this, this, and this? I'm able to get quicker to the results of what they're looking for because I'm able to ask them questions the way I was able to dive into myself about questions. You know what I mean? So the self-love and self-awareness and the self-worth is so important because we'll treat others the way we treat ourselves. And when we treat others the way we treat ourselves, if we're being really good to ourselves, we're treating them very well and they can see it and they feel comfort in us. And they're pretty much just like, hey, just do whatever you got to do. We'll pay whatever <laughs> you know, just to solve it. You know, <laughs> that is such an awesome analogy, Matt. You know, we, we often talk a lot about, you know, practicing compassion and, and all that stuff. And I said, yeah, but you can't genuinely practice compassion until you've mastered self-compassion. Right. Because we are our hardest critic. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, especially as entrepreneurs. Especially as driven entrepreneurs. Yeah, and and I I love that. That that is a fantastic example of, you know, a reflection of the work that you've done and it's a constant thing. It's a constant flow, it's a constant dynamic and you know what? I still trip on my toes once in a while. Of course. <laughs> of course. Well, it's, you know, <laughs> But then the you process. realize you're like, "Oh, oh, 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 let me catch myself." You know, "Okay, I need to pause there." To me, I feel like at every phases of entrepreneurship, it's it's a process of strengthening your conviction. Yes. You know, yes. and, and and when I think back to in my corporate life, when I made the decision to leave my corporate life to start my own business, two weeks later, my superiors offered me more money to run a whole entire department. And there's a saying in the energy world that when you've put out your intention, mm -hmm. the universe has like a funny way of testing oh, you. Oh, yeah. Like, tease you. So Are you sure? Are you sure you really want that? And but I, I understood it. I was like, oh, 
my God, it is happening. And trust me, I considered it because it was very shiny. <laughs> you know? And I, you start to justify and say, well, it's one more year. I can handle it for one more year. There's more money in the bank. It'll help me with, you know, my website and shit like that. But I was like, fuck no. Oof. Fuck no. I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. I've already put out my intention. My heart, my soul is all, they're all in alignment with what I need to do to move forward. And I turned it down. I said, thank you, flattered, but no thank you. And after I did that, it was like, ta-da! Right. Right? Because you, the energy, the universe is testing you because there's a responsibility in the thing that you want. And you can't be, you have to respect it. And if you are tested, it's just saying, look, and you're entitled to it, but are you really ready for it? And if you're not, you're going to still be entitled to it when you get there. But I got to make sure, because if I hand over this thing to you, that you will treat it with love, kindness, and respect. And by the way, this also is true with like people who are looking for mates, yep. people who are looking for money, people who are looking for everything, for friends. Are you going to treat these people, your spouse, your finances, with respect, with honor, be, and the universe will test you with these things because it's like, I know you can, but are you going to now? And you will because I think enough times of you maybe rejecting my tests yes. <laughs> or, or not getting the, t- not, not passing the test. Sooner or later you'll be like, fuck, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out enough. I got this. You know, yeah, it's just like relationships. Cause I work with a lot of people in buzzy consultation for relationships, mm. couples, you know, or like single people and things like that. And you, y- we all know that one person that always kind of attracts the same mate mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, they're just not getting the lesson. They're mm-hmm. not getting the message. You know, it's because they haven't quite mm-hmm. really attuned to it to say, stop, mm-hmm. no more. Like, that's not the kind of energy I want to attract in my life. Yes. And so what is the definition of what I want to attract? They haven't done that work yet. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really interesting. To me, I find it so absolutely fascinating, even though it's Chinese metaphysics, there's science that backs it up because it's just vibration. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I... So I, how you show up in business, right? So if you're, vibra- you're vibrating at this frequency, then those are the kind of clients and projects that you're going to attract. Absolutely. Well, even when you were saying... Um, I mean, different for you in, in your situation, but a lot of entrepreneurs, when you're, you know, the feelings when you're first out on your own and you don't have a logo to back you, there is somewhere in your world, in your energy, fear of what if this doesn't work? What if I run out of money? All these things. So what happens is you go after clients or go after customers or whatever, and you're only thinking about the money. And I get it, of course, because you're in survival mode and it makes sense. There's, it's perfectly natural thing that happens. But isn't it interesting when you remove that? Like I said, like what if I knew now what I knew then? Because now I'd be like, listen, the way I operate now, it's like I'm trying to understand who you are to see if I'm even the, the person for you. Because if I'm not, then I can also give you direction of either where you need to go. And if I really don't like you, I'll tell you other people you can go. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, no. But like, of right? I'm like, oh, you know who you should call? Yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah. no. But uh, <laughs> oh see, people, it. everybody listening, you can actually remember some of the people that did you wrong along the way. No, you can um, say no. Yeah, no, you can say. And and saying no is very, um, is you need to say no because you cannot play with energies that block with all the yeses need to come in. And 
not just in business, but in all aspects of your life. And I get that. So, so it's interesting, you know, that's what I'm saying. The position shouldn't be, let me go improve myself to you. And I need you as a client to let me go and understand you. So I can see if I can do, so I can just have an honest conversation with you and say, look, here's what I see, everything that you need. Here are the different ways in which in our lanes we can help. And if not, hey, here's what you might be looking at and I would maybe try this instead, you know, yeah. or, or whatever might help. And, you know, and thanks for the connection. And then, and plus being really open and honest with somebody and respectful leads to so many other things. I've had people be like, oh yeah, you're right. Maybe I don't need this right now. I'm like, I really don't think you do. And then they go and send three people <laughs> at referrals, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. shifting the mindset is so incredibly powerful. I mean, just think about the energy of, you know, using that analogy of walking into a meeting. If you're really holding on to the energy of, you know, I don't know, I'm kind of nervous, you know, this is like really intimidating and am I really worth it? And they don't even know who I am and I've got so much to prove. That's the energy you're putting forth on the table versus, you know what, I have nothing to lose. Mm. I truly believe in what I have to offer. Mm -hmm. Like for myself, I speak for myself. I truly believe that everybody can benefit from Bazi, mm -hmm. you know, but I also believe that people have their own timing when they're ready to receive it. You have to want it. it. Exactly. Right. Some people exactly. are just not ready. And you know, it's it's the same thing. It's like I'm not selling. I'm just teaching. Yeah. I'm just sharing. Yeah. If it resonates, I'm here. If yeah. it's not cool too. Yeah. You know, at least we got to talk. And so but just imagine that energy behind it, mm -hmm. how much it's shifted. Right. And so I think that as we are going through this interesting time of twenty twenty of awakening and transformation, there's just so much uh to unhinge. Mm. You know, there's a lot of things to shed and really in terms of how we show up in our work, how we show up in our life, in our relationships and all that. But I'm an I'm an ever optimist. Yeah, me too. I, I really am. And so it's like you can't really put me down. Uh, it's bleak. Yeah. It can yeah. be bleak. Right. But, you know, yeah, like I'm going to get through this. <laughs> like I come. To, no, but, uh, you know, something I was thinking about when you were talking, to, it, it's true. In here's a great hack for anybody listening on how you can get around um you know, self-doubt when you're in a room of, um, you know, people who like, oh, you're nervous and pitching and this and that. You're already there because they can't do it. That in itself should give you a little bit of confidence to be like, oh, wait a minute, you need me. Yes, they do need you. That's you, already going in. You're already winning half the battle because you're there because they don't have it, nor do they know how to do it. So that that alone is very very helpful, and I found that when I was and, and one of the things I learned this very early on, even in the music industry, because when I was around like some of these like you know big big names and big big people, maybe it's just the way I was raised by my father and my mother about this, but like I never treat them any different because like they might be like, oh, you're a world renowned singer, yeah, but like you don't know shit about marketing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like or you don't know or you don't know, and, and not that I would treat them that way, but I'm just saying that like. They just are known in their field for their thing, but you may be dope or awesome in your thing that maybe the world doesn't fully know you as the person for that thing yet. But either way, when you and your skill set are talking to them and their skill set, y'all are equal in my opinion because, hey, like you may not be able to sing, but you may not be able to do this with tech or whatever it might be. And 100%. I think so that hack is kind of like should be in your head when you go into any kind of meeting, like I'm here because you can't do it. Yeah. And if you can't do it, then I have a shot at being a person to help you do it. And let me start from that 
you know, perspective as well, too. Absolutely. Right? You know, and it's the same thing when um, I hear a lot about, you know, with with people um, saying, oh, I was uh, solicited to speak on this subject or I was uh, invited to, you know, perhaps uh, present a proposal on this particular thing. And and just imagine that opportunity because somebody or a group of per- people already believe that you're capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. And so all you're doing is you're just you're just going to share. You're going to yeah. share and do it in a fun way. But, you know, it's, of course, easier said than done. Absolutely. I've been there. <laughs> Here, here's a good question I have for you um, about boundaries. I haven't done this yet. Um, and we could go on a tear about boundaries in general um, because there's different levels of boundaries, too, as we get further along in our, in our knowing and making sure to assert those boundaries in different ways. And I was listening once to Gary V. Um, you know Gary Vee is right. Mm-hmm. I mean, at yeah. this point, I feel like everybody does. And he was talking about a time where he was he flew from New York to Chicago. He flew a couple hours to be in a meeting that was going to last about two two and a half hours. And um, within the first twenty minutes, all he saw was resistance, and he felt like, oh wow, I'm constantly convincing them. And he basically said, hey, listen, uh, I'm going to leave. <laughs> Imagine you flew hours, you go to the meeting, they're expecting you to, for two hours because they're 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 caught in a no, we've got two hours for this, and it's like. It's not, there isn't a fit. And when he was talking about afterwards, I don't know if he said it necessarily to them, but I believe if I know I'm paraphrasing a lot, but I believe the way he spoke about it was, here's the deal. Out of respect, I had to leave. Respect for their time and respect for my time. I can't stay and convince some people who they're not ready for it. Therefore, they could be doing something else with that time. I can't stay there because in respecting my time, there are a lot of people who are in line who do need what I'm doing and are wanting that time. So I have to leave. Now, obviously he said it more in Gary Vee fashion, and I'm paraphrasing, but like those are some really cool boundaries to do in real time. They're also very ballsy when you're talking about multi-million dollar deals, I think, you know, and, and imagine, but like, but really being in your knowing so much, you're like, hey, listen, no disrespect. I'm definitely not for you. This is, this is not really good for our time. I got to go. Um, you know, getting to that level of boundaries is, you know, is, is gangster. <laughs> oh my, well, that's, that's, uh, ultimate self-love. Right, right there. there. You Thank you. That's what I was looking for is what, yeah. what do we call ultimate self-love? It's ulti- you have to love yourself unapologetically. And I'm you really saying do. that, yeah. I'm not saying that to be self-conceited or selfish or anything like that. It's just, you do. And right. or I the fi- angry version of that, when you're like, <laughs> I love myself, like you will never treat me. You're like, okay, no, no, there's no. grace. There's got to be grace in there and from yes. the heart. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, even for myself, I, I enjoy talking with people. And I, even though I know that everybody can benefit from this and, and everybody can change their lives as a result yeah. of knowing it, you know, you, you usually get a good vibe within five minutes to be like, mm. are they ready? And that's really the end, end thing for me is, are they ready? Because I... There's already a whole pool of people over here right. that are ready that want me, and I'm only one person. There's right. only so many hours in the day, yep. and I still need to show up in other other parts of my life. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, I just don't think this is the right time, mm. you know. And yeah. here are the tools, or when you're ready, I'm here. And but you know, as of course, as you become more and more accessible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then everybody feels like they have their finger on you, right? right? Oh yeah, and it's like. Um, yeah, by five o'clock, I shut down. You know why? Because I cook dinner. I'm going to sit down and have a meal. Mm. I want to unwind. I want to watch movies with my husband. I want to play with my doggy. you know? You have to be so clear-cut mm-hmm. in your boundaries, right. in, in, in every aspect of that, not just in your, you know, your client dealings, but even in your personal life, how it bleeds into your business. 
Yeah, you know, I, the more I take an active role in my life, um, in all aspects, the more I know exactly what I'm doing with my time. So who are you to take away from that unless you're complimenting it? And if I find that you're not complimenting it, I have a problem. <laughs> I mean, and that's like the New York version of me saying it, but that's really, that's the energy that's happening. And, and yeah. it, it's not even disrespectful. It's like, yeah. listen, you, you understand that, you know, I'm working around the clock to give the best possible um, results for my clients yeah. with a team that is amazing. And then on top of that, you know, I'm doing some amazing other things with with people, you know, that are not even in the state, you know, and, and as well as like just, but then outside of that, it's like my health has become my top priority. My cooking for my health has become a top priority. You know, how I manage my, my times where I read, meditation, prayer, hiking, friends, like these things are so important to me, but we have to go through our own self-discovery. And if we're making, if we're occupying our time and we're not, you know, doing nothing with yeah. it, we start treating our time differently. Yeah. And right? I mean, we are, we are energy beings. And so mm. there's only so much in our tank in a single day. Yes. Some of us run higher. There's more to, to spill over. Other people are, they're at their limit. And so it's so important to recognize where is your energy tank? Mm-hmm. And when you honor that, yes. that's how you're able to really show up more authentically and more in alignment with your purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and everything is all about purpose. And you can add other things like discipline and focus and structure and blah, 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 and all the f- all those fun stuff. But I mean, you can be so focused and disciplined for four hours and you're done. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And some people, they, they like the 12 hours and they go. And so for me, when I first started out in my business, I was like open book. Mm-hmm. I walked around like an open book. And so at the same time, I'm absorbing everybody's shit. Right, right. You know, it's like eight o'clock shit, you know, noon shit. And it's like, so I'm just full of shit. Right, right. right. And I'm like, I remember my first consultation job, feng shui job. I went to a person's house. When I got in my car, I literally passed out in my car. I, can I couldn't imagine. drive. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, is it diabetes? Like I started to think right. there's something wrong with me. But it was just energy because I had opened myself up so much mm-hmm. that I I took it upon myself to absorb their energy field. Mm-hmm. I had no boundaries whatsoever. Today, I can do eight consultations back to back and feel like I could still fly high mm. because I have mastered the practice that I need to set the energetic boundaries to say, I can still be compassionate and hold a space for other people, but it's not my responsibility to absorb their stuff. There you go. You know, and and that's, you know, boundaries are so many layers, like you said. Right. The physical boundary, the energetic boundary, the time boundary and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. No, just, you, you brought up such a good point on that, uh, well, all of it, but it, it, what really triggered there for me was, um, and I've had this conversation recently, but this idea of, I can hold space for you, but um, I, we have to be so in tune with ourselves because it, we have to be careful because if we start absorbing somebody else's energy, we can almost get distracted and reverse the very knowing essence of who we are or like how we're showing up and think like, hmm, maybe it's me, maybe it's it. And, and I'm catching myself sometimes now and I'm like, fuck. And I was like, you know what? I listen and I'm, I'm hearing, mm-hmm. this is good, thank you, you know. Um, I'm happy if you want to talk about that for what it means for you, 
but here's what you know for me like i'm i'm gonna have to kind of excuse myself at the moment because you know i i don't it's making me feel a certain way that um i don't really believe belongs to me and normally i wouldn't be thinking that way so why am i now thinking that way and that's by the way also a hard conversation because the person on the other end can take that like really wrong like really bad too they'd be like like what are you saying what are you this and it's like yeah, so you have to just be like, listen, I think I'm going to, you know, I understand how you're feeling. I don't really believe that I'm a part of this, but I'm here if you'd like to discuss further details. I am know. so glad you brought that up, Matt, yeah. because, you know, when we're looking at the energy of 2020, you know, I told you that there's a group of people based on their body chart that are thriving. And then there's a group of people that this is a year for them mm -hmm. to like struggle and to transform. And when you talk about interpersonal relationships you know your friends your spouse your children i cannot tell you how many times i've coached through people where they come on the phone you know or zoom or whatever and they're like it's a terrible year i'm sick i'm the, like whatever and i'm looking at their chart going this doesn't make sense because actually this should be a high vibe year but you're coming to me vibrating at a very very low energy so where is it coming from mm. Is it because you care about your husband so much or you care about your child so much that you have allowed yourself to walk on their blueprint? Mm, wow. Right? Yes. And so Oof. that's the big part of Bazi is to keep you accountable for yourself. Who, you, we, there's none of us have the right to stand in anybody's destiny. That's hard to swallow. Can you imagine me telling that to a parent? Right. About their child if they're clinically depressed. Mm. Right. Because we're like, oh, my God, I have to save them. Mm -hmm. But then I'm going to tell you, they have to walk through the tunnel of darkness. Mm -hmm. You can only be here to give them all the tools that they need, but they're still going to have to go through that darkness by themselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting when we're talking about setting energetic boundaries is you need to be accountable to yourself to say, if I understand that this is my year to succeed, to flow, to achieve, to feel good, to be healthy. But I wake up and I'm like, you know what? Maybe my back does hurt. Or you know what? Maybe I should be worried about that subject. You gotta have some kind of practice at home, right? Whether that's meditation or whatever. Mm -hmm. To go back, rewind and say, did I recently have a conversation with somebody who was worried mm -hmm. about that subject? Or maybe somebody was complaining about their back. And I've allowed myself to be too energetically mm -hmm. open because I have zero boundaries, right? So you look at the media, you look at, I just, it's everything. <laughs> Got the media. <laughs> you guys can't see us because we're in the studio, but yeah. I mean, she's in the media. Faces. She's in the media and like my face is so disgust. It's my yes. ugly face. Vomit. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's constant, right. right? So if you do not have strong energetic boundaries mm. whether that's physically like shutting it off mm -hmm. turn off the goddamn news or having some kind of like shield energetic shield where mm -hmm. you can still watch the news for 15 minutes and then you're like okay i just needed the 15 minutes to be informed and then i'm done and it doesn't seep into your being for the rest of the week you know so mm -hmm. boundaries is such an important subject and practice that I think we're all still mastering, whether this Absolutely. is our opening or we're like five years into it. Or Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm always practicing. Um, I've gotten really good in a lot of areas and with a lot of people, but um, we can still be open for, you know, the 
the loved ones that you know that you know they're they're vibing too but you know what i'm saying so like there's i definitely think there's layers obviously to mastery with that and not working on other people's blueprint because just so easy like where you could be a rock and nobody can like penetrate your shield like for a majority there's like one or two people that are like damn like you just dismantle that armor like that you know it, like it's so quickly it just kind of goes to show you that it's forever progress, forever yeah. work. You know, um, you know what, what, what's the famous saying? Uh, you have to work uh, hard to get it, twice as hard to, to sustain yeah. anything in your life, yeah. anything. Like, because you have to stay on your game. You can't get lazy. Because distractions, you allow distractions to come in, which is oh hard in itself, right? You know? Yeah. And quite honestly, I really do feel like we have to have on-the-job training and all of these things. You know, we can sit here all day long and share our wisdom and preach. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Those are really precious nuggets, and I'm going to write it down. But until you walk the walk and feel the feel, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, that's what it means, boundaries. <laughs> you know, it's like I've completely depleted myself that I've grown resentful. Right. You know, I was listening to um, Esther Perel, uh, Mating in Captivity. What a great audio book. And she was talking about, you were just making me think about the whole, you have your blueprint, but you got to be careful not walking on somebody else's blueprint. But if you're a spouse or relationship, like how that can easily so happen. And Mating in Captivity, she's talking, a lot, basically, it's a really interesting audiobook um, about couples and how maintaining your autonomy or your individuality and you, who you are, but the bond of togetherness because of who you are together. But the autonomy makes you constantly be able to show up but if we merge too much, we can lose some of the individuality, which actually then causes a new layer of issues and problems um, that people can run into in, in a variety of different ways. And it got me thinking about the whole with Bazi and, and the blueprint. Like, yeah, because in essence, you might be walking off your blueprint, as is the, the mate, merging together and creating a false blueprint, <clears throat> right? Based off of trying to... It's you know, fake. yeah, you know, uh, even and by the way, this doesn't mean anything for couples at all. I mean, because yes. couples, everything is work no matter what. But and, and she was she was using examples with people who like they how how to untangle the energies mm -hmm. so you can kind of like remove the merging that sometimes causes the the inauthenticity or the um to pull away some of the things that you're in your natural flow should have. That is the reason why you were attracted to each other in the first place and actually are maybe even in, a, in an aligned couple, just that you're just slightly right now out of alignment for the time being. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was just really interesting because it made me just think about, wow, like you could be two, two people brought off their blueprint, almost kind of in a stagnant blueprint, a, a, a wrong fake blueprint because they've merged too much versus being in their their highest and best self yeah and and that's when you see a lot of the relationship conflict mm. right it's because maybe you have one person that a relationship is thriving mm -hmm. right and they're going in a particular momentum mm. that is maybe you know if you were a car maybe you're on cruise control you're ready to just flow mm -hmm. and then the other person the relationship is kind of like a clunky car it's right. like keep breaking down and you know, but when you're in a relationship, it's like, what's wrong with you? Like, why can't you be here? Why can't right, you be here? Why, right. What's wrong? You know, and but but I think when you have that that understanding from a Bazi perspective, that's when you get to really honor that person individually and really seeing them for themselves. Like, okay, this is your path right now. So, what is it that you need, or how can I show up differently to support you in your journey? Not necessarily saying you have to do what I have to do because this right. is how I feel. Right. 
And so it, it it's really interesting for conflict management. And I do that right. a lot in, in companies that hire me to do teamwork. Mm. You know, I do their bozzies individually. And then we talk about like, how are each individual showing up, you know, in their position? Are they being utilized in their best position and how to better communicate with each other? Mm. You know, just because it jives with you doesn't mean it jives with everybody. Right. And so it's just really interesting when we're talking about understanding each other and my teacher always says you know what if the world learned buzzy there would be more peace in the world mm. like that's what he genuinely believes yeah well i would hope so but i mean it, it makes also a lot of sense because again the the more your understanding of your blueprint uh, and who you are in this world and how you can lead from heart-centered leadership um you know and, and in, in a matter that you then understand how you can support others without a losing yourself um, but be holding space. And then there's this kind of like boundaries of like, I got to do me, but as long as we're aligned, yeah, I got you. Yep. But as out of support, I want you to know that like, I'm here out of support, but I cannot do whatever it is that your blueprint has deemed for you. Exactly. Sometimes one spouse needs more love. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're both vibing at the same time. You know, it's it's this constant dance. We weave in and out of this yin and yang energy. And so when you, you know, my husband and I, we we do our bazi. Mm-hmm. So we follow it on a daily basis and we have a code word. I say, honey, today's a horse day. And that's code word for bonanza. You know, right. the old Western show, bonanza. Yeah, yeah. That means it's a day for him to relax, mm. like to not get easily irritated to be more patient to just relax like sit on the couch and watch bonanza you know and so but and if i say oh today's my clash day then he knows to give me space Mm. right so we don't instigate or create artificial conflict it's just okay you're today is a tough day you need a little bit of space you need a little bit of love here's a cup of coffee and i'm just gonna go over here You know what I mean? And so when you understand that about your children, your spouse, yourself, your business partners, there's a much more harmonious interaction, Mm. you know, and that the oomph, you know, kind of like that, that hardness behind every endeavor doesn't feel so hard because you're just, you're in the flow to be like, oh, maybe instead of wanting to talk about this particular subject today, you know what? My spouse is not feeling good today. So we'll try again tomorrow. You know, and then not getting hung up to be like, he didn't want to talk to me today and he was not responsive to me. And then we create the story and we right. create the sickness. That's the truest thing is that we have to learn not to create the story. Uh, do you have a clone? Do you clone yourself? And then like, <laughs> you know, and then you just like, you know, or your energy. And then, you know, I, I feel like the more couples get involved with these things together, they can conquer themselves in the world together yes championships are born can be born every day if they just work on these things together and be like oh this is cool to know this is interesting and understanding you know using tools and resources to stay in a flow that is there for already because if their souls were already meant to get together mm-hmm. as part of their blueprints yeah you know, you know honoring at, it yeah. yeah and at the same time you know going back to the the, the trinity or the cosmic mm-hmm. trinity of of man part it, when you dive so deeply into your own blueprint, it's incredibly empowering because you understand. You, it, there's something magical about shifting the perspective to say, I understand now. 
Like, why did that happen? Mm -hmm. I understand why that needed to happen for me to be here. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, while the future is, you know, unknown, parts of it can be known because of the, the treasures of Bazi, the cyclical patterns of energy. I think that there's so much to the magic of being able to show up every single day, making the choice of how I want to really be, mm-hmm. you know, and how I want to react or how I choose to react to a, a particular circumstance. And so the empowerment that I see working with my clients is incredible. It's so rewarding to be like, yeah, I understand this is a difficult path. I have clients that are not in a good cycle, but they've chosen. Mm-hmm. They've chosen to look at things half full, mm-hmm. to look at it in a silver lining. And so when you sit down with them, you're like, gosh, that doesn't jive with your your chart. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that are really, you know, in a really great, strong spot. And they're just negative nilly because they just chose to be negative. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think that there's, the power of being able to shift our mindset, understand energy, you know, all of those things together can really help change the outcome of your life. The more self-aware you are, the better that this blueprint in Bazi really works for you, I would think. Yes. I mean, that just puts you powerfully, you know, yes. moving in the directions of your, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that. <laughs> yes, we're going to do Matt's yeah. Buzzy. <laughs> would you guys like a, a follow up on that? Uh, you know, that's a we'll I will also do like a, you know, a follow up episode and all this stuff. Where, where can everybody find out about your work and, and Bazi and Feng Shui? Yeah. They can go on my website, fengshuibaijen.com mm-hmm. or I'm on Insta at fengshuibaijen as well. Um, I do try to respond to DMs, but I do have boundaries. <laughs> absolutely. 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 Yeah. You know, um, it's funny. Uh, You're I'll, smiling. I'm, I'm, smi- I'm, smi- I'm smiling because I, you know, I'm, I want to be truthful. That the, uh, of course, do I answer every single one? No, because um, if I feel it is inappropriate, if I feel the it's you know scammy, spammy. Or just, you know, like weird, like weird. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, look, you know, or like, hey, me do this for me, you know. So um, is as far as the audience building, like because it's in alignment with the brand and its goals and its mission. Yeah. Then, yeah. Cool. You know, so I I know that I say like I'll answer everyone and I do. But but the cool thing is people have actually really learned, you know, and so much even training that like um, even as the audience, like sometimes I can, I'll just like something and they like, no, like, you know, they get it like, oh, he's busy. He's like, I had to really work on a lot of boundaries. And I, I mean, even there'd be even people who'd be like, no, oh, man, you know, can we take you out for lunch? Can we take you out to, you know, coffee? Like, you know, over and over and over and over and over again. And I was like, listen, tell me what you need. Like, and I mean this in the, in the nicest way and they're good people, but I'm like, can you do it in a voice text in two minutes or less? I'll probably solve the problem for you what's going on yeah and if you can't do that it's all good too either way you know but absolutely but yeah no so I, i'm glad that you do the boundaries thing absolutely yeah. in that in that capacity um and you know you're welcome back on the show anytime i can't believe yeah, it's been anytime. an hour and 15 minutes oh my See, god i know i know it I, it happens all the time all the time I love it. you know um but you're welcome back on anytime thank you yeah we can talk about anything you want matt yeah i well we'll, we'll talk about we'll do the follow-up about the body well i'll reveal some of it <laughs> we'll keep some things secret. But we'll keep things private because that's my boundaries. Yes. Damn it! That's a- <laughs> We're practicing boundaries right now. Right. So, but uh, but I'm so grateful for you to come on the show and you. you know and also really talk about. I think these subjects are are they're not only 
extremely valuable and important. I firmly believe that where we're heading, these are the practices that are going to, um, for some, soften the blow and for everybody else, thrive. Yeah. But all people thrive because the old paradigms, in my opinion, they're, they're, they're crumbling right in front of everybody's eyes. And these are the new levels that we're all going to be communicating on. These are the new levels of how we're going to be conducting ourselves in business and in relationships yeah. and all these things. So I think this stuff is, is, is it's not just massively important. It's going to probably be, you know, help move society forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we are in an awakening. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. I, I tell everybody, like, be patient. Like, yeah, you know, by December, I'm like, uh, of no. 2024. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, it's, it might be. Did you be. say 2024? I did, yeah. How did you know that? I didn't. That was just my intuition. Oh, my God. Because there is a correlation to 2024. Interesting. It's the end of a portal. Interesting. In feng shui. Yeah. You want to explain that real quick? So in feng shui, um, we follow a 20-period cycle, Mm -hmm. and every period has a theme. Mm. And so we're approaching the end of that cycle at 2024. Interesting. And so it's the ending. It's the end of an era. Yeah. Interesting, which would be f- for all the final of the, un- like the kind of the last of whatever it was unraveling. Everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause aren't we, all, we're also moving into air, aren't we? Like as a whole new, like, I know that's a whole other conversation, but like we, weren't we in like earth for 600 years or 800 yeah, years or something, something like, like that. And then, yes, it is. <laughs> so we, won't, we won't go there. We won't go there. But, but that I heard that as we move into air, it would take several, that's how I picked yes. it several years out yes. is that it would take. What's happening is that, it, um, so anybody listening, the, the idea was that air is marked by innovation, higher consciousness, creativity, togetherness, inclusivity. Earth was marked by uh, materialism, consumption, absorption, greed, like all these different things. Um, not like earth sign, like um, yes. phases or whatever. And that as one is unraveling, a ramp up takes time. But that's why like, you know, because you, you need people to kind of catch up with their feelings and how they start treating themselves yes. and others. Um, old paradigms to kind of like finish off and be squeezed the life out of in any way that they can until people are like, all right, I, there's nothing left to squeeze. I think we just got to give up. You are way. so funny, yeah. Matt. Like seriously, I think there's like some weird vibration going on right here because you just basically took the words out of my mouth because this period we're in now, period eight, is all about kind of like the gnome. Yeah. You know, like the gnome is like all about structure, tangibility, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. this structure, density, mm-hmm. earth. And when we go into period nine, it's all about spirit. Mm, interesting. Not surprised. It's there all about go. spirit, robotics, yep. spirituality, intuition, yep. femininity, mm-hmm. all of those things. Makes and sense. And so we have been living in this paradigm for 15, 16 years. We got to give ourselves a little break here. Yeah. You know, we have to have a little bit of time to get ready for that transition. But when we're talking about blueprint, we are all as humanity. This is our blueprint. Interesting. Interesting. I'm looking forward to learning more about that too, by the way. Thank you again for so much for being on the show. Thank you. Fengshuibaijen.com if you guys want or Fengshuibaijen on Instagram. You guys also see in the show notes and I'll probably just keep promoting her because she's awesome and you guys um, all need her as much as I do and everybody else does. We're all doing this together. But, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's drastically needed. And there's a lot of people who are probably listening are like, you know what, just I need to talk to this woman. So yeah. please reach out appropriately. <laughs> As I always tell everybody, reach out appropriately. Um, she's very, very busy, but um, she's got a lot of really great tools and resources. So thank you so thank much. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Absolutely. Grateful for you. Absolutely. Uh, for everybody listening, uh, 
Je, sorry, I'm like Jen Stone. I'm like Feng Shui by Jen is like all I've got now in my head. Feng Shui yes. by Jen. Feng Shui <laughs> by Jen uh, is the brand. But Jen Stone, um, amazing uh, Feng Shui expert and Bazi, B-A-Z-I, if you guys want to Google that and check it out. But really just go to her and, and, and learn about it. I think that's probably the easiest way because she's probably one of the foremost people uh, in the world. I want to pump it up and say in the world. But like, she's like, yeah, sure, whatever you want. But, sure, um, North you know, America. Um, and uh, really great, you know, to, if you're wanting to learn a little bit more about, you know, just the blueprint of what you're here to do and how that's helped maybe affecting some of the choices you're making or how you can make different choices, that might be very helpful. I would highly encourage it. Maybe I'll do an episode on me explaining some of what I learned in doing it. But um, I appreciate you, Jen. I appreciate my listeners. Thank you guys for constantly, you know, tuning in each week and for all the ratings and reviews. Uh, and for myself, Matt Gossman, the show, Hustle Sold Separately, we are out.